and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Potter, here for this wonderful Saturday, March 19th card. We have three games on the main slate. A little bit of a lackadaisical slate with only three games coming off of the 12-gamer. Uh, then an action-packed Sunday to follow this one. But nonetheless, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about all the possibilities, all of the players, everything that we need to to build ourselves some winning lineups tonight. So looking forward to it. It's, it's got some good games. It's got three close games, uh, You know, one with seven and a half point spread, but still it's Detroit, relatively close for them. Uh, but before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive with Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes and have the biggest impact on the game. You choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Thrive is over 50000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $66 million so far. When you sign up, use the promo code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, and you receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Quick little sip of the coffee there. All right. And just want to give a little quick shout-out to those who did enter our DFS Today contest. Obviously, Wrong place, wrong time. Uh, we did not get the show out in time. There was a miscommunication, and not really a miscommunication. It was a mishap. Uh, it did the file never saved. Uh, we we tried to do everything we could to archive it and get it back. We even contacted a, some other providers to see what went went on and what happened. But it went in the cloud somewhere, and we were searching the cloud up and down. We could not find the file. Uh, so unfortunately, yesterday we did not have a show meaning we could not also mention that there was going to be a contest on the show. Uh, the contest did not fill. So it was it was a doozy yesterday. It was a doozy. I know a lot of people were looking forward to that contest. Uh, we will have another one next week, and we will be able to talk about it every day on the show. So keep your eye out for that next week. It will most likely end up being uh, next Friday. We'll do the show. Maybe we'll do Thursday, but we'll be talking about it on every single podcast until then. That way we make sure this thing gets filled and we get some action. But the first game... Of the night, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Charlotte, taking on the Hornets. This game's coming in with a 225 game total. Hor- uh, I'm sorry, Mavericks being favored by one and a half points. Uh, to the injury report we go. Gordon Hayward is ruled out. Everybody else for the Hornets should be good to go. Just in the G League. Mavericks on second half of back-to-back, so no injury report yet for them. So we got to keep an eye out for that. We'll start off here with the Mavs. Uh, and, I mean, basically, this whole slate is going to be based upon some of the news that we're going to be waiting on in that later game at 7 p.m. Central's time. So, as of right now, Doncic, 11-8, would be my favorite spend-up. There's no doubt about it. There's really only two spend-ups. Um, if LeBron sits, which I'm kind of leaning towards that he might, knowing that it is the second half of a back-to-back. They're coming out of an overtime game. He was a game-time decision for that last night's game. So, I kind of have Doncic being the top stud. Barring, barring LeBron James. I, I think LeBron, even in the back-to-back, just given the matchup, given his usage recently, the extra shot attempts he's been taking recently, uh, gives him a little bit of a safer floor than Doncic, but also they both have very, very similar ceilings. But this is a picture-perfect matchup for Luka. We're talking about a Charlotte team that is absolutely piss-poor defensively, bleeds points behind the three-point line, bleeds points in the paint. They're just terrible pretty much all around defensively. 
And given the Doncic's usage, they've been going with that three-guard lineup, giving giving him a little bit higher chances to get that uh, triple-double with the rebounds. Usually, if he, if he ever falls short, it's usually because of a rebound or two. So I do think he will triple-double in it. Uh, and looking off a good bounce-back performance, he shot 5 of 20 last night. Don't expect that to happen again. I think we're going to be more looking like uh, one of those closer to 50% shooting games as opposed to the 25, maybe like that 45, 48% shooting range. And with that being said, this should be 60 written all over it. So I'm in on Doncic. There's no doubt about it. I think you could uh, easily look at some of these ancillary guard options. We need to keep an eye on Reggie Bullock. Uh, he's missed the past three games due to personal reasons, allowing the Mavs to kind of roll out a three-guard small ball lineup with both Brunson and Dinwiddie in that starting lineup. Uh, when it comes to Dinwiddie and Brunson, both these guys, very similar floors, very similar ceilings. I prefer Dinwiddie ever so slightly just because I think that the floor is a little safer. He's a long guard who's, granted, he's going to grab a little bit more rebounds. Uh, usually come up with a couple more steals due to the length as well. Usage should be around the same, but I don't think I'll be playing Brunson. It'll be Doncic. It'll be a little bit of Dinwiddie, but even then, I don't know how much I land on Dinwiddie. Uh, and then if you wanted to look in the front court, wouldn't mind looking at Dwight Powell, but that price tag of 4600 kind of has the value baked into it. I mean, if he was around that 4K mark again, he'd be a much better option. But it is what it is. If we need it, there's only three games. He's there for us. On the Charlotte side of the ball, Lamelo's coming in at the top tier price tag over here, 8,800, which still feels too cheap for Lamelo. Obviously, guys, Lamelo's always in play if he's going to be under 10k, let alone under this 9k mark. I've been playing more Rozier lately, and I think now that they're only 400 dollars in the difference, that people will most likely lean Lamelo over him. But I think I'm going to lean Rozier here. Uh, it, granted, these guys are going to have very, very similar usage. The 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 factor that comes into it is Lamelo's ability to kind of rack up a few more assists and rebounds with his size. Uh, they're both going to be usually good for a steal or two, but when it comes down to it, I like the shot attempts from Rozier, and I like this matchup for him. Both those guys very much in play, and then the only other guys I'm really looking at on this matchup or in this matchup would be P.J. Washington at 5,200. We just talked about how the Mavs like to run small ball. That's going to open up the door a little bit for P.J. Washington to get a few extra minutes, but this guy's played at least 24 to 26 minutes uh, over the past like month now, and with that kind of floor... I've looked at at least 20 DK points with the upside of 30 to 35. Very, very wide range of outcomes here. But earlier in the season, he played 28 minutes against them. Didn't do too much with them, uh, mostly because he shot 41%. No defensive stats, really. So look for a nice little bounce back spot for, here, for PJ here. And then you can even look at Harrell. Like I said, if they're going to play small ball, Harrell's another small ball center, not the biggest of centers. I expect him to get some fairly decent run here. So sign me up for those two guys. Rozier over ball, but if you wanted to look ball, I wouldn't fault you one bit. On to the next game. Detroit Pistons traveling to Cleveland, taking on the Cavs. This game's coming in at a 215.5 game total, the lowest game total of the slate. Cavs being favored by 7.5 points. No injury report yet for the Cavs, but for the Pistons, Cunningham's probable, Killian Hayes is questionable, and Jeremy Grant is no longer listed on the injury report, so he will be back for this one. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a different kind of scenario as we've seen over the past few games with both Cunningham and Grant missing those games, which leads me to basically avoiding Bagley, avoiding Bay. Uh, both these guys' usages are going to take a hit. Now Bagley's probably going to be end up playing the backup four a little bit, or backup four and backup five a little bit more now. Uh, I do like Stewart at 4,800. This is a matchup going against Cleveland, even though they do not have Jared Allen. Uh, they still play fairly big, knowing that they have the trio of marketing, Kevin Love, and Mr. Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley. 4,800. Not the greatest of price tag, but again, we, we're looking for more of a raw point kind of build on this one because there's only three games. There's only going to be so many guys that are going to be able to crush their value. 
uh, we don't have a ton of value available at the moment. So we're looking for those guys in that mid-tier to, like, you know, right around that 4 to 5K range that, like, you know, that's kind of why I was looking at P.J. Washington. That can easily pay off more than 6 to 7X on their value on the right nights and in the right matchups. And I think both these guys have a decent shot of doing that. If you wanted to go back to the well with Corey Joseph, I won't fault you. Uh, he'll probably be very low-owned. His usage will still be solid, even though Cunning, uh, Cade Cunningham's back. But 4700 is not a terrible price tag, so I wouldn't fault you for looking that way if you need to go there. But those are the two main guys I'm looking at. I'm not really interested in too much more over here. On the Cleveland side of the ball, I just talked about marketing. He's probably my favorite calf. Uh, coming off of an absolutely monstrous game where he shot 11 of 18, played 42 minutes, uh, put up 60 DK points. I'm not expecting that. I don't expect him to score 31 actual points. What I do like about him is, though, that this dude has a consistent floor of it feels like about 25 minutes or 25 points and then continuously puts up a little bit over 30. And at 5,900, he's a great option here. I love Mobley as well, but we're getting such a discount compared to the two of almost 2K that I think I'll be playing more marketing when it's all said and done. But those are the two main guys I'd look at over here. Attack the front court of Detroit, no problems. Probably be off of Garland at 9,100. I prefer those Charlotte guards a little bit more. And now we're kind of hearing that Levert's minutes are going to be increased and maybe even off of restriction by Monday. So keep your eye out for that. But obviously, 9K is a solid price tag for, for Garland. He deserves it. He warrants it. Uh, he can easily drop 50 any given night. Wouldn't fault if you want to look that way. But when it's all said and done, I think I prefer those Charlotte guards just a little bit more. That's probably it. I'm not going to be chasing Kevin Love. Not playing Levert until I know that the restriction is completely up. Uh, if you needed to go to a guy like Okoro, sure, why not? The minutes will continue to be there for him. He's just very up and down where he can give you 15 or he can give you 28. So if you land on him, why not? But I'm not going to build around a guy like that. Final. Yeah, final game of the night. Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Washington. This is the game that we have to keep an eye out for. Uh, a little bit of a rematch. We just saw this game last week. But... This game right now coming in with a 230.5 game total. Wizards favored by 2.5. This is the highest points total of the night. Got to keep an eye on LeBron. He was a game-time decision yesterday. And then now they went into an overtime game. It's back-to-back. -back. Writing's on the wall that they very well might sit him in this one. And if that were the case, I know a lot of people would probably flock to Russell Westbrook. And I wouldn't fault you for it. I think he's coming off of a triple-double. Played 41 minutes to get there. Uh, hit that you know three-pointer to put the game into overtime. A lot of good things to say about him just in that one game on the season as a whole. Not a lot of good things to say. He's in play. Uh, bottom line, if LeBron gets ruled out, Westbrook's certainly in play. Where does he fall ranked next to LaMelo and Rozier? He'll definitely be higher owned than both those guys. So maybe in your GPPs, you look you know more towards them. Um, but it is what it is. I, I mean, I don't even have a take on Westbrook with how poor he's played all season. I will have shares of him, despite it. Is he going to be in my top build? Probably not. At this point, I'm actually hoping that Westbrook, or I mean that LeBron does play, just to make my decision a little bit easier. Uh, but it would also open up value for guys like Dwight Howard, who will likely draw the start at center. It would open up value for like Stanley Johnson, who's been starting in place of Anthony Davis. Carmelo sat out that last night's game, so he got a couple extra minutes and not a high usage player whatsoever. But we really just need to see who's actually going to play because if Melo sits, if LeBron sits, if Taylor Horton Tucker sits... Malik Monk, 6K, Westbrook, 8,700, Howard, 4K. Those would be my top three options. I think Austin Reeves would come into play at 3,500 if you needed the value. Same thing with Stanley Johnson. I think I prefer Reeves ever so slightly. But it's really going to be all on LeBron. If LeBron plays, he's my top stud on the slate. I don't care that he just played 40 minutes. If he plays, he's going to play. He's not going to half-ass a game. It's that simple. He's going to play high 30s minutes, and he's probably going to put up 60 DK points, a little cheaper than 
Luca, I think he dropped about 72 in this game earlier in the season. 71.3. 50 actual points, if we remember correctly. So I won't fault anybody if they want to go with LeBron James. He'd be my top tier, top tier stud guy I'd have the most ownership in. On to the Washington side of things. Porzingis is another name we need to keep an eye on because it is a back-to-back. Porzingis has yet to play in a back-to-back since he returned from that bone bruise in his knee, in which case I think Kyle Kuzma would be my favorite mid-tier play. He's not really mid-tier. He's right at that 8K, but I would absolutely be all over Kyle Kuzma. Uh, just knowing that, what we've seen his usage be anytime that Porzingis is not in the lineup, what we've seen before Porzingis even arrived, this dude was getting up to a price tag of like 9K. Now we're getting him at 8K in a great matchup against the Lakers. It's a home game. Absolutely. Sign me up. If Porzingis plays, I'll probably be a little less inclined to play Kuzma. Uh, but this dude's scoring about three more points compared to in home games as opposed to away games. I think we're looking at an easy 40 right here from Kuzma if there's no Porzingis. And if Porzingis sits, I think we could look into the front court at one of those centers, whether you want to look at you know Gafford or Bryant. I prefer Bryant in this matchup. Uh, they're going to chop up the minutes pretty much right down the middle. Bryant offers a little bit more of an offensive skill set. He can still get you a block or two. I, I get it. Gafford's the better defender. Uh, but on any given night, Bryant's always good for a block or two if he's given at least 24 to 25 minutes. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. It's also pretty much a revenge game for every single Wizards on this team. Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Thomas Bryant, <laughs> all these guys have played for the Lakers at one point. Uh, I'm not going to be chasing revenge narrative, but again, I think Caldwell Pope would come into play that if we do see Kuzma sits. I mean, not Kuzma, Porzingis, excuse me. Uh, but... I think for the most part, it would be Kyle Kuzma and it would be Thomas Bryant is the guys that I am the most interested in. There we go. Nice, quick show. 13, 14 minutes. We're going to talk about our player tier segment where I give two from each tier. Um, caveat, LeBron plays. He's my top tier stud. If not, Luka, absolutely. And then I think I'm going to go with Mr. Kyle Kuzma at 8K because I'm pretty much expecting Porzingis to sit. But keep your eye on all that news. Things would change if that's the case. Uh, and then if we slide down to the mid-tier, which, I, like I said, I think we have some some solid options. We're going to go with Markin at 5,900. Uh, I touched on him earlier. Love him in this matchup. 5,900 is a little too cheap for what his floor and ceiling has been. Uh, again, we're looking at raw points on this slate, and he's a guy that can easily drop us 40, but at the very least, we're probably getting anywhere between 25 and 30. P.J. Washington at 5,200 would be my next option. Not a lot of other guys in that 5K range I'm ecstatic about, but P.J. against the Mavs. Should see extra run here. Going with that small ball lineup is what I imagined. Uh, I do like me some P.J. Washington. And then for the value. Again, we're going to be waiting on a lot of things to open up. But a big stew over there at 4,800 I think is a, is a worthwhile option. And then if we also see that you know, Porzingis sits, I think Thomas Bryant at 3,600 You can go to Austin Reeves at that price tag as well. I don't, I don't mind looking that way as well. But again, I think he is a better option with LeBron out. But he's in play either way. And that is it. That is the entire show. That is everything I got for you guys. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on your weekend day on a Saturday. A lot could have happened. Could have just took the day off. It's only a three-gamer. But if you happen to tune in, I do appreciate you. Uh, We do apologize again for the show not being able to be released yesterday due to the cloud clouding us up. And thank you again for those who attempted to join the contest. Obviously, it did not take off because it did not fill. So... We'll get that thing filled for next week. March Madness might be bogging people down a little bit with their energy and their time and their basketball focus. Oh, breaking news. Spencer Dinwiddie. Good thing I just checked before we got off the air. He got ruled out. Uh, So Brunson becomes a much, much better play. Um, Wow. Good thing we caught that real quick. Uh, Brunson becomes a much, much better play. 
Uh, this also gives a bump for Dorian Finney-Smith because he'll probably be second or third in the usage pecking order. And we got to keep an eye on whether, whether or not Reggie Bullock returns because if Bullock returns, we were looking at him for sure. And then Josh Green, uh, he gets a bump as well. The guy who's playing like that mid to low tw- uh, teens, 20s minutes, uh, should be looking at about close to 30 when it's all said and done if Reggie Bullock isn't able to play. He'd be a solid value play, but I'm not putting on my eggs in one basket. So if anything, I think this makes Doncic a much, much better play. So, wow. good. Uh, that's why we always check Twitter right before we hop off. Spencer Dinwiddie, breaking news, ruled out, is huge for us. So, as always, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Harris handling the Sunday slate for you guys. I'll be jumping on with him that night and handling Monday. Thank you guys for tuning in. Take care, and let's go win some GPPs. <laughs>